Two new cases have been confirmed, with three new COVID-19 deaths reported. The total number of cases in Wales is now 211,224, with 5,546 deaths. The total number of cases across the three counties is now 15,978. That's 10,757 in Carmarthenshire, 3,450 in Pembrokeshire, and 1,771 in Ceredigion. Across Wales, 1,768,000 8,585 people have received their first dose of the vaccine and 687,049 with their second. A local solicitors has been overwhelmed by the response to its offer of sponsorship to local organisations and is calling on other companies to help bridge the funding gap. Haverford West solicitors Eaton, Evan and Morris put out a Facebook post saying, We are looking for local sports clubs and organisations who might need a little bit of a helping hand this year. We have tripled our sponsorship budget for this year. The response to this offer has been described as huge with many local organisations and charities Applying. Eaton Evans Chief Executive Sarah Charlton, who published the post on April 22nd, is now calling for other companies which can afford it to join with Eaton Morris and help increase the level of support on offer. She said, It is heartbreaking that we cannot get everyone around. We have had such a huge response and some of them are such worthwhile causes. Eaton Evans has a history of providing local support. It hosts a ball every year at Wolf's Castle Country Hotel, which raises money for the DPJ Foundation, a leading mental health charity working with the agricultural community in Wales. David Powis police are aiming to educate people on the laws around carrying and selling knives, as well as advising on how to safely dispose of blades during a National Week of Action. Operation Scepter runs from April 26th to May 2nd, and during this time people are encouraged to leave unwanted knives in amnesty bins at police stations across the area, including Ammonford, Haverford West, Cardigan and Pembroke Dock. The force also wants people to know how to safely dispose of knives and blades outside the amnesty period and to urge anyone involved in a household clearance or those who would consider leaving knives at a charity shop to instead take them to a recycling centre for safe disposal. The force is also encouraging a common sense approach to selling knives and blades and will be offering advice on when a knife can legally be carried as part of someone's work. Inspector Williams said that many types of blades are legal to sell but have a questionable purpose. We will be working with retailers to discuss the law and what is sensible? I am Charlie James, and you're up to date on Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio. Don't play games, don't play games with my heart. Ooh, now the feels hit me differently. When the hidden is deep, don't play, don't play. Still could never get you that AC. Snicking in 
small just to get by you. I'm obsessed with the stand on you. Coco Chanel on your neck, with your body in check. Loving all the time with you. Ah, uh, now you've just gone missing, and you're airing all my wishes. You're online, but still won't listen. All my time is you dismissing. This isn't no way a two-way street. I'm playing sad and it's on repeat. Call me here hoping you see my snap, 'cause I'm not ready for us to wrap. No. Oh. Monday evening and it's Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. A busy show coming up with football, rugby and cricket in the first hour. And then after eight o'clock this evening, you can join us live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page and get involved using the hashtag Pure West Sport. Well, once again, a very good evening. Welcome to Pure West Sports for a Monday with G&G Builders. I'm Ben Stone. Plenty to come in the first hour of the show. We'll be hearing from the Secretary of the Pembrokeshire Football League, Brian Hawkins, as we finally get some progress on when competitive football could return in the county. Uh, Glamorgan cricketer from Pembrokeshire, Andrew Salter, talking to Fraser Watson as well about Glamorgan's start to the season. And we will very much be focusing on the 
return of cricket in Pembrokeshire. Richard Howell uh, will talk to us. He's from Narbuth Cricket Club, but also about the Ken Morris Cup. Uh, He's been speaking to Fraser as well, and we'll hear that interview soon. Uh, Because a week today, Bank Holiday Monday, is the start of the 2021 Pembrokeshire Cricket League season. And there's a full programme of matches across the county. In the first division, this time next week, we'll know how the games are progressing as Carew play Haverford West, Criselli take on Lorraine, Nayland play Narbuth, Saundersfoot take on Cleckrid, and Whitland play St Ishmael's. That's on the opening round of fixtures in the Pembrokeshire League First Division. Uh, also next Monday in Division 2, Burton play Kilgetty, Haverford West Seconds take on Carew Seconds, Hook against Langham, uh, Lamphy against Herbranston and a derby on the opening round of matches as Pembroke take on Pembroke Dock. In Division 3, Johnston play Haverford West thirds, Langham seconds play Cresselli seconds, Narbuth seconds against Nayland seconds, Stackpole against Slan Ryan, and St Ishmael's seconds take on Larne. In the 4th Division, Carew thirds play Krimich, Kilgetty seconds play Burton seconds, Lorraine seconds play Hook seconds, Slam Ryan seconds against Whitland seconds, and Leckrid seconds against Saundersfoot seconds. Uh, then in the uh, fifth division uh, next week on Bank Holiday Monday, Haverford West fourths take on Cresselli thirds, Herbranston seconds against Stackpole seconds, uh, Leckrid thirds against Hundleton, Nayland thirds against Whitland thirds, and Pembroke Dock seconds against Pembroke seconds. Complete the fixtures on Bank Holiday Monday and we'll talk more to Fraser about that live on the Facebook page after eight. We'll also look back on some of the national sporting stories including the Carabao Cup final and Swansea City cementing a playoff spot. That's all to come right here on Pure West Radio for a Monday evening as we bring you Pure West Sport. Castle Hot Tubs, a Wales' largest multi-award winning wellness company based right here in Pembrokeshire. Offering luxury hot tubs and swim spas to suit every need and budget. Check out their Pembrokeshire range of hot tubs inspired by the beautiful beaches and coastline of our county at castlehottubs.co.uk. A warm welcome awaits at the new showroom on Vine Road in Johnston. Want to win a hot tub for a week? Tune into Pure West Radio every weekday morning at 10.45 and play Where's the Hot Tub for your chance to win. Castle Hot Tubs, the friendly company. Big enough to cope, small enough to care. Do you dream of being out on the road, taking in the sights and sounds of Pembrokeshire? Thanks to Fast Track Driving School, I'm free to venture around the county, and now it's your turn. Fast Track is a triple award-winning driving school covering Pembrokeshire, Carmarthen, Cardigan and Llanelli. If you fancy a change of career in 2021, they are also instructor trainers. They even run driving lessons for those as young as 14. Want to learn something new in the new year? Fast Track it. On Facebook at Fast Track Driving School or call on 0333 772 0801. See you on the road. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County AFC. 
Lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday, and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday nights every week, alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products, everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs, so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier of paella pans in Wales, along with a huge range of wicker baskets. Johnson Garden Centre has hardware and you'll be amazed at the selection on offer from nuts and bolts to building plastics. Being open seven days a week, we are always there for our valued customers in Johnson, right by the station. This is Pure West Radio. Stars in your eyes, little one, where do you go to dream? To a place we all know. The land of
It's Monday evening and it's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. Great to have your company today. That was Bucks Fizz, Land of Make Believe. We are live on the Facebook page after eight o'clock. Yesterday, Fraser Watson was reporting on Reading 2, Swansea City 2. That result means for the second consecutive season, Swansea have qualified for the playoffs. And as Fraser said on Twitter yesterday, there's been some scathing criticism of Steve Cooper's tactics of late but what he's achieved according to Fraser with the funds available has been remarkable and we will talk some more about that on the show after eight o'clock as Swansea cement their place in the playoffs Uh, we are big supporters of course of the Bluebirds of Haverford West County they managed to stop the rot after uh, two disappointing performances they drew nil-nil with Flint Town United on the Bridge Meadow on Saturday other results in the Cymru Premier League Barley Town uh, Barler Town 1 Barry Town United nil, Newtown 5, Kevin Druids nil, Pennebont 2, Carnarvon nil, and the New Saints 1, Connors Key 4. On Friday night, Aberystwyth Town 1, uh, Kevin Druids 1 was the final score. And tomorrow, it's a quarter to eight start on the Bridge Meadow for Haverford West County. They're at home to Cardiff Metropolitan Uni, a week on from Cardiff beating Haverford West 6-1. So Wayne Jones will be looking for a response from his players uh, to that result, no doubt about that. Uh, in the Premier League over the weekend, well, the weekend began on Friday, Arsenal 0, Everton 1. On Saturday, Liverpool 1, Newcastle United 1. West Ham 0, Chelsea 1. And Sheffield United 1, Brighton 0. Yesterday, it was the Carabao Cup final. More on that to come, I think, a bit later. Manchester City 1, Tottenham 0. Incredible win for Burnley. Wolves 0, Burnley 4. Uh, Leeds United 0, Manchester United 0. And Aston Villa 2, West Bromwich Albion 2. Uh, kicking off whilst we're on the air this evening, the 8 o'clock match will be Leicester against Crystal Palace and at the top of the Premier League where Man City are on the verge of winning the title they're 10 points clear of Man United in second Leicester third and Chelsea fourth West Ham are now fifth Liverpool sixth and Tottenham in seventh place on the way next this evening, we are going to turn our attention to local cricket. And as I've already mentioned, the cricket season in Pembrokeshire gets going in a week's time. We're going to be previewing one of the cup competitions and talking to Richard Howell all about that next on Pure West Sport.
It's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. That's the Everly Brothers and Kathy's Clown. The show is live on the Facebook page after eight o'clock. As always, I'll run you down some of the topics we're going to be covering after eight very, very soon indeed. In the world of rugby over the weekend, well, there was plenty of action, of course, in the Guinness Pro 14 Rainbow Cup with matches kicking off on Friday. Edinburgh 24, Zebra 18, Ulster 24, Connaught 26 was the result of the games played on Friday. On Saturday, Benetton 49, Glasgow 19. The Ospreys 36, Cardiff Blues 14. Leinster 3, Munster 27. And then on Sunday, Rob Evans was back in the Scarlet side, but they went down 52-32 against the Dragons. In the women's Six Nations, Wales were beaten 27-20 by Scotland and Ireland beat Italy 25 points to 5. Let's turn our attention right now though to cricket and Fraser Watson is looking forward to the new season. Right, so on the Pure West Sports Show so far, we've previewed some of the big cricket competitions that will be going ahead this summer. We've spoken to representatives of the Harrison Allen competition and the, the Alec Collie, but now I'm delighted to be joined by Richard Howell, who's been so brilliant in running the Ken Morris Memorial Trophy for, for how many years now, Rich? It's uh, 13 years now. 13 years, and, and this year will be 10 teams for the first time ever. So it was eight from last year. You've gone up two again. Um, just explain the two new additions, or, or one returning addition, I believe. Yes, uh, we're And, and, and in the early years, of course, we just had three or four teams starting out, didn't we? It's, we you, did, yes. You must be delighted. Everybody played each other. That was something I was thinking of doing, but I think I'll be playing for Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. We all played each other. Well, you must be delighted, though, seriously, Rich, with just how much this competition has grown over the years. Oh, yes, definitely. It's uh, And teams are wanting to ask me to, can they join the Ken Morris? We've got the Nomads, who are not affiliated to Pembrokeshire, and Narberford are an ex- Mancloughog boys asked if they could join. And we not only got third teams, we got um, first teams in Huntleton and Crimmech. They play in the lower leagues and they don't play much midweek league games. So I thought they can play extra games if they join the Ken Morris. And and it's a great opportunity for these teams to compete for a cup trophy, which they don't really get a oh, chance to do elsewhere. It, it, but it, it, youngsters, a great opportunity. 
opportunity. Now, you've mentioned semi-finals this year there, Rich. Look forward to seeing them, but also the final. And we obviously were both at the occasion last year when, when Nayland Thirds took on Halford West Thirds. And, and it's more than just a token gesture, this competition now, isn't it? You could see what it meant to both sets of players and especially oh, to Nayland when it they won it. It's unbelievable. Uh, like Halford West have won it, I believe, seven, eight years in a row. <laughs> That's an achievement. And we've only had Kiru and Halford West win the Kemois, but to see Nayland win it last year, how much it meant to them, with a massive pylon on the yes. square. I think every player was on top of uh, Batsman who scored their winning run. I was trying to take photos of it, but I was just being wiped, <laughs> being wiped out by players coming from behind me, I think. But no, yeah, no. It's a shame it wasn't a crowd, dear mind. Yes, yeah, certainly. Well, unfortunately, that will be the case starting the season this year. Maybe things can change as the season progresses and the situation with COVID-19 hopefully continues to improve. Rich, obviously, but... it's not just about the Ken Morris for you. You're, you're heavily involved in Narbeth Cricket Club and have done a brilliant job there for so long. Your first team, if you can remember as far as two years back, are, are on the back of promotion, technically. Back into yes, the... sir. Boys are buzzing. We've, we've basically got the same squad. We have two new additions to them. We've a, a new boy come join us from Surrey, uh, Jamie McCormack. Hopefully he'll score a few runs for us. And another gentleman come from Welshpool to and, join us. And are you confident, Richard, if the side do commit, because you have always had some talented players in Narbeth, you have done for for many a year, we know that, that you can cement a place in, in Division 1 because you don't just want to be battling relegation, do you? You've got the ability oh, to no, be better than that. We, we've got a squad there on our day that could beat anybody. It's, if Carl Quartermain gets in, he could demoralise anybody in 10, 15 overs. Certainly. But we've got a new captain this year. Unfortunately, Davey John's our captain who got us promoted due to work commitments down in Valero. He's not sure how many games he could play. So Ben Hughes has taken over the helm for the first time and he'll be captain of our first day. Well, He's a good character, Ben. And a very he's, good experience, he's experienced. And a very so, good bowler, uh, too. Well, there's going to be a baptism of fire the first two games. Away to uh, Harford West and away to Nayland. Easing yourself back in, then? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but cricket on the whole, Rich, now, and they're not just talking about being back into Division 1 and talking about you, the players, the youngsters. Do you sense everyone is just happy, you know, to be back playing oh, the, league cricket again? There's a greater sense of excitement this season, isn't there? Oh, they're buzzing. They're, they really are. The boys are helping out on the field, which is not known before. Cutting the wicket. Uh, we bought a new mobile net this year. During lockdown, the boys are saying that they'd like a new mobile net to bat on the square. So we've bought one of those just to please the players and just help out they can improve their cricket. That's great to hear. And um, we'd we'll certainly be seeing you around the place, Richard, on the boundary. I might even see you on the field at that point, but that'll be well, in division. We It'll be in the third Please division. Say. It definitely won't be in the first division. It'll be in the third one. But no, um, that's the even scoring in the third. Scoring, that's more like it. <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it's great to hear that the Ken Morris is, is still going strong and, and it's going from strength to strength. He's done a great job there. Oh, and yeah, we look forward. We look forward to seeing you very soon, Rich. Okay, Fraser. Thank you very much for having me. And that's Pure West Radio's Fraser Watson talking there to Richard Howell. Really looking forward to the start of the new season. We will stick with cricket actually because Fraser's been speaking to Glamorgan's Andrew Salter who's from Pembrokeshire he's been on the show actually a few weeks ago you can still see that video on the Facebook page and we'll be hearing Andrew's thoughts on the new season and how Glamorgan have started very soon indeed right here on Pure West Sport Jumped in the camp, here I am for the first time Look to my right and I see the Hollywood sign 
club in my taxi cab Everybody's looking at me now Like who's that chick that's rocking kicks She gotta be from out of town So hard with my girls on around me It's definitely not a Nashville party Cause all I see is the letters I guess I never got the memo My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick Too much pressure and I'm nervous That's when the DJ dropped my favorite tune And the Britney song was on And the Britney song was on And the Britney song was on So I put my hands up to play my song The butterflies fly away Nodding my head like yeah Moving my hips like yeah Got my hands Your West Radio for a Monday evening with Miley Cyrus and Party in the USA. This is Pure West Sport. Really good to be with you this Monday evening. And on our Facebook page, you can see loads of interviews that we've done over the past few months. And some really, really great guests have featured on the show. One of them was the Glamorgan spin bowler, Andrew Salter. And he actually joined us a few weeks ago to talk about how the off-season was going, how preparations were going for the new campaign, which which is now underway and Fraser's been catching up with Andrew to get his thoughts on the season so far for Glamorgan. Firstly, Salt, you've had two second team games under your belt now, two four-day games against Somerset and Lancashire and, and they've gone OK for you individually and as a team, haven't they? Yeah, it's been great to to start the season with two competitive second team four-day fixtures. I know myself that I personally wanted to put in good performances in those games against good opposition to try and push my case for first team selection. In, in that sense, I'm pleased and, and, and happy with how these first two games have gone from an individual and team perspective. You've had wickets in both games, Schultz, and also 95 with the bat with the first one. Is it a case of a bit of excitement there, getting within three figures? <laughs> yeah, getting caught deep in wicket on 95 probably wasn't um, the, <laughs> the, the, the best decision I've, I've made of, uh, of late. But, but, but yeah, some nice to score those runs can contribute to team wins. And I think that's been the standout factor in both wins is the fact that we've had lots of guys contributing to the wins. It's been real, real good team performances. And I know that's something that both Steve Watkin and Adrian sure want to push is team contributions and doing our best and to, to win the fixtures first and foremost. Obviously there must be a bit of frustration there, so, so 
you know, the main names to be picked, obviously, in the first team in the four-day format. And, and at the moment, you're out of that picture and have been in the second. What's the mentality like for someone like yourself and the rest of the second team as a whole, who obviously, ultimately, want to be in the first team, but have to put that aside? And whilst you're still supporting your teammates in the first team, you, you've really got to concentrate on your own performances and, and just making a statement in the second team. Yeah, so within the second team, you'll have different players, all at different stages of their career. You know, we had a couple of guys, but quite a lot of the second team played in their first four-day game with a couple of academy players playing for us as well. So you've, you've got some guys sort of taking their first steps into their career. And on the other end of the scale, you've got the likes of myself really trying to push them performances to get that opportunity in the first team. The general situation, I suppose, this year is there hasn't been a massive um, pre-season or opportunity to put performances in for first-team selection. We had one inter-squad game. That's probably been the outdoor game sort of pre-season for me to try and improve myself. So so these first couple of second-team games have, have been important for me to start the ball rolling and start the season um, you know, on, on, on the right notes, on the right foot. You've certainly done that. And so when you're in the second-team, is it a different type of responsibility for you now in that you are one of the, the senior players, you know? Do you have to find yourself looking out for younger players and offering them advice as, as was once done for you, I suppose, when you first broke through? Yeah, for sure. I shared the captaincy in the first game with with Tom Cullen as he went to join the first team squad. So that does come, I suppose, with a slightly um, added responsibility to, to help the, the younger, less experienced players out. I suppose that doesn't change too much what, what my intention and yeah. what my job is for the game so so yeah generally even within my role as as, as a spinner and I feel like over the last couple of seasons and the, the, the second half of my my career I've had to play that that main spinner role so when you talk about being a senior player and stuff I suppose I've become accustomed to, to that role and, and, and what that requires and Certainly. that requires I suppose control clarity and, and skill execution so in terms of some sort of preciseness to, to what I've been trying to prove and work on and that's been control with the ball tactically trying to set the right fields create pressure and, and wickets that way so that's what I've been trying to achieve and, and, and will look to achieve in the coming games See you know it's been a strange start to the season for a number of reasons so it's not least because we've had beautiful weather here in Wales to kick start things which, which is a blessing we're not always accustomed to but um, obviously there's a lot of protocols in place at the moment how are you and the guys adapting to that is it, is it something that's frustrating or is it, is it just a case of something you know you have to do and people are getting on with it It's honestly just been great to get out there and, and play we had a very cold week in Somerset where at times it was I was running into bowling and sleet was coming in sideways across the pitch. That, that was, you know, slightly testing um, for a spinner with some pretty numb fingers. But <laughs> it's just been great to, to get out there and play competitive cricket against strong second, second eleven in the four-day format. For, from a player's point of view, we were just the sun is out. We're into the season, and I think everyone is very thankful and grateful to be outside and head stuck right into the summer now. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's good to hear that you're performing well, Salt, and we hope you keep knocking on the door. And, and obviously, here in Pembrokeshire, our um, next weekend will be underway on May the 1st. Are you keeping an eye out for your old mates on Tish and that result? I don't have to keep an eye out for them because they'll let me know if they score. They're scoring taking wickets. Um, I've never had to keep tabs. I think Andrew Paul would be the first to tell me uh, if, if, if he's hit the sixes on the weekend. Well, they, they've had the news that the pubs are going to open indoor in May today as well, so there should be a bit extra buoyancy there going in anyway. Down, down in Tish. <laughs> Excellent stuff from Fraser Watson and Andrew Salter reflecting on Glamorgan's start to the season. It is Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. Coming up from 8 o'clock, we're live.
live on the Facebook page and I'll run you down some of the things we're going to be talking about between eight and nine and how you can get involved. We will do that next on Pure West Sport. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com Hi, I'm Ben Stone, and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 with a preview of what's to come ready for match day. Then we kick off every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Have you seen the Queen's Hall recently? This fantastic refurbished community space is a multi-purpose venue right in the heart of Narberth. A venue that's enriched in 60 years of history. The Queen's Hall is the perfect place to enjoy an evening of top quality entertainment, a dinner date, or just a treat for that special someone. Look no further if you're an organiser looking for the ideal space to hold your function, whether it's a class, conference, or staff party. Contact the team at thequeenshall.org.uk or visit them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have it all at the Queen's Hall. This is Pure West Radio.
John Cicada and Just Another Day on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sports on the way after eight. I will be joined by Fraser Watson. It's actually just the two of us this evening. Bill Khan, very pleased to say, I had a good conversation with him on Saturday. Uh, he's now all back home and he's getting better, so he'll be back on the show soon. Gordon's got a night off, so it will be Fraser and I uh, taking you through the next hour after eight o'clock. And we've got plenty to talk about on the show as well. Uh, we are going to be talking to Richard Merriman about the start of the new Pembrokeshire Cricket League season. And we'll be looking into where next for Wales in terms of the football and Euro 2020 with the confirmation that Ryan Giggs will not be leading the side to the tournament. Uh, we'll be looking into that after eight o'clock on the show as well. And of course, a look back on everything that happened over the weekend from the Carabao Cup final to Swansea, Booking their playoff spot and Haverford West County stopping the rot with that goalless draw against Flint Town on the Bridge Meadow. That's all to come after eight. And next, we're going to look at why football is starting to look a bit brighter for the Pembrokeshire Leagues as Brian Hawkins, the secretary of the Pembrokeshire Football League, explains to Fraser. That's after the Pussycat Dolls on Pure West Radio. <laughs> Forever, yes, forever, I will follow Any day, any day, never 
It's the Pussycat Dolls on Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. This is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. And finally, as COVID restrictions start to lift, there's light at the end of the tunnel for football resuming in Pembrokeshire, as Fraser Watson's been finding out. Well, it's been a long time coming, but finally we've been able to set a date for competitive football in Pembrokeshire because the league season has now been scheduled to start on Saturday, September the 4th. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined now by Brian Hawkins, who is Secretary of the Pembrokeshire Football League and, and so instrumental in helping run it over the last few years. Now, Brian, firstly, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much, but it must have been nice just to be able to set a date. You know, we really want to get back playing and it's nice that we can set the date to the 4th of September. Hopefully regulations will ease by then and we can get back to playing. And that's an important thing, isn't it? We still got a bit of trepidation at this stage because obviously there are whispers about another wave possibly coming. There's still some way to go before we get to September and a lot of water to go into the bridge yet. Is it fair to say that you'd advise for clubs and players to, to treat this resumption date with caution at this stage? just have to wait to see what happens throughout the summer now you know you suspect the wave if it's going to be is going to be autumn winter time we're probably the younger element of our playing people under 25 probably not vaccinated at that stage so that's where you would see but uh, let's hope we can you know we can start it's been a long time coming and it's just a relief really to, that we've got a date in mind certainly and as of next week clubs can actually get back to training ironically it could mean a long pre-season for a few but you know i was talking to someone last night from letterston and, and they were planning to meet up next week um, can you see many clubs going back at this stage? Um, well, they can actually, you know, if they want to play friendly matches, they can. They need to have authorisation from the league. So I haven't heard any of them, but I think it's too early for them to think of them. But again, we've still got this number of 30, so there's only 30 person limit. So they're on about the FAW Trust have issued a, a document saying up to 14 players from home team, 13 players from away team, one coach per team, one referee, and of course your first aid is COVID-19 officers, club secretaries and league officials are exempt from them. There's still a lot of restrictions. Mini football's gone ahead. We've had a few friendlies gone ahead with them. Yeah, still restrictions there. And you no, know, we just hope clubs stick to the guidelines because if they're not, you know, referees are told to abandon the matches and then they could have fines and and everything before we even start. So clubs are going to stick to it. I would think in Pembrokeshire, most of them will. And I would think a lot of them will be playing cricket anyway shortly. So the ones that don't play cricket are probably the ones that want to continue playing friendlies if they can. Sure. And we have had the news finally, some bit of positive news out of the FAW. I know they've come in for a bit of resentment stick in the last year or so that the registration fees, correct me if I'm wrong, will be rolled over. Yeah, I mean, if you're honest, Fraser, and I, you know I've made the comment, it seems since Jonathan Ford has gone, this has come in, I think he was the one that was against all this, or putting up, when I say against it, perhaps he was the one putting up restrictions about saying it'll be free. It seems odd that he went and within a week we get the result that probably every club wanted. I'm glad this happened. The league made it quite clear because they were saying, oh, the leagues have £2 per player registration. We made it quite clear in January we did not want that this season because obviously we had it for last season. There was no need. We would carry on with all the fees. As far as we were concerned, we had no, there was no barriers from our league for them to just agree that at that stage and it seemed odd that it was dragged out. Certainly, well, at least it, it's come the right decision to finally be made now. Like we say, we, we are cautious but we do really hope to see local football back in September, right? But before you go, I just want to touch on a, an issue that goes far beyond local football and it's been impossible to ignore this week, that of the European Super League. As someone yourself, Bri, you obviously had to work hard and been so instrumental. It's such a, an important part of your job to create a pyramid system, isn't it? Have promotion, relegation, to make sure there's fairness of competition within Pembrokeshire League or all local football authorities will have it. What, what did you make of the overall thing? Well, 
it's funny, if we quickly go back to when I started, we had reserve divisions and I felt mm. that was hindering Pembrokeshire football. I know some people like them, but the teams at the top of the reserve division were just winning everything in the reserve division. So when we went back to five divisions, it made it healthier, in my opinion. Promotion and relegation, so I agree to a certain extent. I think the owners of the clubs involved, I mean, to be fair, how the hell Tottenham and Har- Arsenal got anywhere near there yeah. with their current record. You know, yes, they could be the top teams, as in people thinking about them. I just could not believe that the teams without any, their managers, their coaches, their players, didn't know anything about it. And then, you know, suddenly it took two days for it to fall apart. Yeah, I, I, I really do think the directors, which is, seems to be happening, should be excluded from any meetings. Mm. I think they're starting to be, you know, fired from meetings or relieved of their duties, whatever they call it these days. And I think that's right. I don't think them particular clubs should have this document they made of 144 pages didn't come overnight. No. So this has been talking about Tyrant six to 12 months. So that meant they were in meetings telling the chair people or chairman or directors of other clubs, uh, you know, how to make up to the Premier League. And, and that worries me, to be honest. You know, I'm a Liverpool supporter yeah. and I was quite angry. Klopp and his players didn't know anything about it. I know it's Man United supporters saying, I think the Americans, unfortunately, are just in there for the money and look after money. But I still think they've made a grave error with this. I know people have been saying about punishments, ban them from Europe. My opinion is if you ban these teams from Europe, that's going to make them start the Super League again. Because if they can't know where to go, then why shouldn't they start the Super League? So very, could be very careful. And I know there's been court orders about the Europe stopping sanctions against these clubs. But very disappointing, to be honest. I think the owners of these clubs need to take their fans and everyone into considerations. But as John Barnes says, have the fans actually won? Because are they going to get cheaper tickets? Sky going off on one really annoys me because they brought their fees in for the Premier League, if you remember. Yes, yeah, certainly. So will you get cheaper tickets? Will be able to buy tickets? Will you get cheaper kits? No. So the, the owners will still win out of all this. I mean, so that, disappointing. I agree. That is a critical thing now. This is a chance to, to reform some things and, and I really hope that we do. But back to Pembroke, we hope there won't be any kind of breakaway league to scupper us in September. We've had enough to deal with in the last year or two, haven't we? So, um, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I, I don't think that... Breakaway league, um, I don't think so. I, I just hope we can start. I mean, the juniors must be itching to get going. The kids, I know the minis have played and they've thoroughly enjoyed getting back playing. It would be nice to see the seniors back and let's lift this number to 50 so we can really start get going. Absolutely. And that would be great then. Absolutely. We hope things continue with improving numbers off so we can start on time. But thank you for your, your time, Brian, and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Fraser. Fraser Watson speaking there to Brian Hawkins. Good news for football in Pembroke and also great to hear his thoughts, of course, on the European Super League. We, we had a really passionate discussion about that during the show last Monday. The video's still on the Facebook page. Uh, we are heading towards the news at eight o'clock and then we will be kicking off the second half live on Facebook. You can get involved. It's Fraser and I taking you through until nine o'clock. Loads of different topics to discuss, including a full preview to the start of the Pembrokeshire Cricket League season and the future for Wales now that Rob Page will lead the national side to the Euro 2020, the delayed competition of course. Uh, you can get involved, hashtag Pure West Sport. it's all on the way after the news at 8 o'clock, that's coming up after Whitney Houston Then they hung out, but 
I am Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Seven new cases of coronavirus have been recorded in the Heweldart Health Board area according to yesterday's figures. Public Health Wales data shows there were six new cases in Carmarthenshire, one in Ceredigion and none in Pembrokeshire. Across Wales, 60 